Hi, it's your girl Tanya from Let's Talk About It. I am super excited. I have my guest here today. We're gonna get down and we're gonna talk some stuff. I am so excited. Um, my podcast, I've been have, wanting to do this for a long, long time and it's here, it's now. So I am so happy. Um, my guest here, she's my friend. She is my minister. She is amazing, powerful testimony and we're gonna hear from her today. She's gonna share with us um, her experience through domestic violence and, and how the Lord has helped her through this, through this process, how, to, how, she, how this all transpired, how God just made her, strengthened her and molded her. Um, so I introduce to you my friend, Elizabeth Walmart. Um, bless you, um, Tanya. Um, it's bless. a privilege, mm-hmm. it's a privilege to be here and to have this talk. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited, well, I'm excited. Why don't you let people know who you are now? Like, who you are, like, a little something about well, yourself. first of all, um... I am a child of God. Amen. You know, and um, I've been through some stuff, but God made a way in my in my in my mess. He yeah. made a way. So, my name is Minister Elizabeth Walmart. Um, I the church that I go to is Living Word Christian Church. My pastor yes. is Bishop Eric Aguirre, and co-pastor is. Catherine Aguirre. Yeah, that's our, our church that we reside at. <clears throat> yes, our church, our beautiful church. More than welcome to come if you... Um, Ever in the Bronx area, area. Yeah. You can always join us there. So, when you asked me to do this um, podcast with you, it, it was... Um, yeah, let, tell I me was, about that. Like, <clears throat> when I, I asked was, you about this. <laughs> I was nervous. I was like, um, you know this is my passion. Uh, domestic violence is my passion. Many people will ask me why is it my passion, and the reason why is my passion because I've been I've been through it, mm-hmm. um, and being able to come out uh, of being in, in a domestic violence um, kind of got got me to say you know what um, if I got out of this situation um, out of this mess with God's help, um, then I can encourage someone to um, that they're not alone, that they can come out and, and come out go. Because Amen. that's the that's the old everything that God wants us to do, to come out go. To yeah. be able to uh, what we went through we can testify and tell once uh, someone, listen, yeah. I've been there, I done that and yeah. look at me now. Right. How yeah. God turned my life around. And many people say, but why you say God turned your life around? And the reason why God turned my life, because if it was me, for me, I don't think I would have been able to Mm -hmm. get out of the situation. So Uh, you give credit to who credit is due, and that's the Lord. Because he is the only one that that gave me, actually, the courage to, to get out. And not only... He gave me the courage, but my children gave me the courage. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, in the midst of um, the domestic violence, in the midst of the abuse, um, there was one moment where I woke up in the sense of when I saw that um, 
my children was going to be affected. Mm. And that's when I woke up as a mama bear. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got yeah. mm-mm. You can yeah. touch me, but you can't touch my, my cubs. Mm-mm. No, 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 no. That right. don't go with me. That was your way. So that was my way of um, reacting and yeah. telling the Lord, Lord, I, I need your help. Right. And I also got to thank my family because uh, my family, they... They were a good support system. They were a good support system. They actually always um, told me, I, I'm, I'm here. Right. If you need anything, if you, you want to get out. And it had to come from me. Yeah. So it's like, it wasn't that you didn't have any support. Because you did have support. Yes. But it was, it was you, your own personal. Right. But the reason <clears throat> why um, is because... At that time, I was in church, mm. and back th- back in the days, you know that that was a taboo. You right. can't talk about domestic violence. You can't talk about what what occurs in, in your, your home. home, right? Right. Because there's no such thing as domestic violence in a Christian home. Ah, mm. uh, but little do people know that it does exist. It does exist. It doesn't matter if you're Christian or not. It it's something that's in the world and the the problem is that many people don't understand that there is a devil mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay and he uses whoever he uses to bring you mm-hmm. down right you know right. so as i was going through the situation let me go back right i want to that's what i want to get to i want to get to back. like where where did this all begin you think well for me all it all began um as i was a little girl i was also abused um as a little girl by um you know my stepfather you know he would uh was very angry so mm-hmm. he would um not in a sexual way but it was more of a physical a physical abuse so from that i went into a young um a youth once i got to youth i met my husband um he was a preacher from my church he was um an evangelist and you know i kind of like oh he's you know you know how teenagers are oh, he's yeah. cute oh <laughs> well um i remember that we started um talking and, and i was actually the age of 14 when i mm-hmm. actually saw not until i was like 16 16 or yeah 15 or 16 that's when we um i actually got to speak to him mm-hmm. and, and started communicating more with him and all that but you were young. You were young. I was young, and you know, you know, when we're young, we're like, yeah. oh, it's all puppy yeah. hearts. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But all of a sudden, um, it got to a point where, um, at the age of eighteen, by the age of eighteen, I wanted to get out of my house because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was tired of the the verbal and the the things that were uh, transpiring there. Yeah. yeah. So. <clears throat> Once I um, I was old enough, I was like, okay, this is my time. You know, I got married. And to a wonderful man, because he was wonderful, you know, mm-hmm. he was. Mm-hmm. And he, mm-hmm. he was a, a good man in a certain point. Um, 
But when the problem is that when we leave or we turn away from God's ways mm -hmm. and we let sin into our lives, this is what happens. Mm -hmm. Consequences. Consequences. And <clears throat> he he became to he be he became an abuser mm. in the sense that he started uh, first it was verbally mm -hmm. then it was financial mm. because I wasn't working and he didn't let me work because he was those kind of old-fashioned men that say men you know the men work and the women's in the house um, not only that um, And I'm sure it started off slowly. It's not from one day yeah, to the next. Yeah, it was. Oh, in the beginning, it was roses and and and, and yeah, and peaches and cream. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> butterflies and everything. But um, I just want to get a little bit of you know, make people to laugh a little bit because you know this is not to be um, sad or anything at this moment because even though we look back into mm -hmm. our lives. We just got to see the goodness of God. We yes, got to see how yes. God is such an amazing God that he allowed us to be able to get to this place that yes, we are right yes, now. Yes, I agree. Um, even though the enemy tried to destroy us in so many ways, but he didn't, you see, the one that's with us is more powerful than the one out there. Yeah. So uh, keep that in mind. Keep that in mind mm -hmm. that the one that's within you, which is God, Amen. is more powerful than the mm -hmm. one out there. So if you're serving the Lord, mm -hmm. if you're serving the Lord, you know without a shot of a doubt that God is fighting for you and he will always be by your side. Mm -hmm. Even yes. though you're going through the situation. And people don't understand that. No. But how can... God, such a loving God, such, such a, a loving God, and such a loving God, and, and you're going through something mm -hmm. as an abuse. Well, let me tell you, in my case, my case was that at the age of 15 or 16, the Lord told me he is not the one. Mm. But you know, as a teenager, you'd be like, say what? <laughs> <laughs> Why, God? Mm. Like, but say he's what? So nice. But he's so, you know, he's, he's so good looking. He's preaching. Yeah, he's, he's preaching. He's amazing. doing your word. He's doing your your works. You know, how can that be? He right. is just perfect because I'm a, I'm a worshiper. So he's preaching and I'm worshiping. And wow, we got this. We we got this, Lord. And the Lord was like, but he is not for you. Wow, wow. And as a teenager, I guess you know, because we are dreamy and we say no, maybe that wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I ignored, mm. I disobeyed God's word. Mm. He told me it wasn't for me, but yet I said it was. You see, the difference is yeah. the warning. He's warning you. It, he gave me a warning, mm -hmm. but I didn't listen. I didn't listen. I prefer to walk by yeah. my. Your, your own will. You My own will, will, then God's will. So, again, remember that we were talking about consequences, right? Yeah. And it's not that God is punishing you or mm -hmm. anything, because mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with no. God punishing you. But it's like every child, when you do something bad, there's, a there's always a consequences, right? right? Anything, any act outside of the will of God, is there's consequences. Exactly. So, um, I... 
continue on with that relationship until I got married. Um, after like a few months into the marriage, I um, I got pregnant of my daughter. Everything was still peaches and cream. Mm-hmm. Everything is going good. Um, but I remember as my belly started growing, I was, I think, like six months. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that he got... I don't know what happened that he got really upset. Mm-hmm. And he just screamed at me. Mm-hmm. And he... You know, he started calling me names. So I was like... Shocked. Yeah. And at that time, I was I was very quiet. I was... Uh, let me tell you something. I was he was very a delicate quiet. flower. I was, yes, I was a delicate flower. <laughs> now I'm not... Well, yeah. <laughs> yes, I know you very well. well. Yeah. To, um, <laughs> but in that time, I wouldn't speak back. Mm. Remember, I've been through right. so many abuse that mm-hmm. right. my spirit was already broken. Yeah, yeah. See that? That's and it started since I was a child. Mm. So working all the way up to my youth, into my marriage, that right there, it was like a, a break mm-hmm. in my in my spirit completely. Right. right. And little by little, he um, he started with the. Um, Shouting, the screaming, the useless, the name calling, the mm-hmm. uh, you're not worth anything, and I can tell you going on and on, but until it got physical, mm. you see, um, I remember that I would go to church, and the only thing I can do was worship. Mm. For me, worship was an escape of my, I could say my torment of, yeah. of being in, in that abusive relationship. And that was only my way of being to escape. It was just to worship God. He, it was like, that was the only thing I know and I knew that held you, held me up. Mm. And... Even even through that, God used to use me. Even through um, through everything that I went through my youth, God used to use me in such a powerful way. And and I knew that the enemy was very upset. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got to the point where I couldn't anymore, I left to my mom's house. But again, you know how they go and they look for you and they like, I won't do it again. Yeah. I yeah. love you. I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me, mm-hmm. but I won't hurt you. Mm-hmm. Just come home. And I remember telling him, oh no, because I used to live with his his mother also. Mm-hmm. And I told him, until you don't get me my own apartment, I won't blow back. Honestly, if I knew what was going to perspire, yeah. In having my own apartment, I would have stayed with my, my with my uh, with his mom. Yeah, it was like a whole nother world now. Yeah, yeah, it was a whole nother um, world, another whole nother level. And that's the thing, like when we are in relationships like that, you know, uh, we build those patterns, right? Mm-hmm. Like once they do it, you know, you're still in shock of it that they yeah. did something. 
you know so it's like all right maybe you know maybe i did something to set him off maybe oh yeah definitely you know maybe maybe he was just having a bad day and you start to build those kind of like those um excuses mm-hmm. and for them. Not, not only that you you becomes you you start saying um to yourself remember he's coming home right have you have the food ready have his clothes ready have the 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 home um fixed cleaned everything the kids sleeping you know it was like a, for me it was like i can't give this man any reason right to lash out i can't and no matter what and did. but no matter what he will find he will find the minimum thing just to be able to fight mm. you know mm-hmm. so um the the crazy thing is when he when he began and you know a lot of people don't know um what really happened in closed doors mm-hmm. um his family didn't know what happened in closed doors and with this park you know this podcast is yeah, going to come out it's going to come out but um even even through all that even what we went through when we separated um I was so hurt and I was so broken that I couldn't um like I would walk with my head down. Mm-hmm. People would ask me, "Why do you always walk with your head down?" Hmm. Wow. You know the posture. Yeah. That that's how you that's one of the that's there's little signs that you can figure out when someone is going through something. Yeah. You know, a lot of people access me. You know, how how do you know when someone is going? Right. Someone in 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 the church or a friend of yours or a family member. Right. How do you know? Mm-hmm. And I tell them, well, God has given me the the sermon to know when a woman is going through something. That's amazing because you coming out of something like that, a situation like that, uh, and then how God just gives you. Mm-hmm. Right, he gives you with this so that you can help someone else out. So mm-hmm. your testimony is not in vain. No, no. You know, sometimes people say, "Why am I going through this?" But the why is because once you get out of the the, the storm, mm-hmm. once you get out of the situation, you're gonna be able to help someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I used to tell myself, "I deserve this." Mm. You see. And the bad thing is, you yourself believing, bl- be- believing mm-hmm. that you are blamed, that it's your fault mm-hmm. for someone hurting you. Right, and that's all part of right. That's all part of being conditioned, like someone continuously telling you you're not good enough. Mm-hmm. You're, you, you, you start made, believing. You made me do this. You made me get angry. You made, and this is a constant. This is why I'm doing it. I did it because you didn't listen. I did. Mm-hmm. I did it because this. And we, we know deep down inside, like that's not true. But then we start to believe it. Mm-hmm. And then now we're walking around with this whole demeanor. Mm-hmm. It's all my fault. The the there was a um, I think it was a preaching that that the Lord gave me, and it was about the imprint. Mm. Okay. Um, you know how it, it's amazing how they do rec. You know those records. Yeah, back the in rec- the days, when yeah, you put it on and you know music comes out. Yeah. So 
it's the same way like when when the enemy uh starts to whisper into your ears and saying that you're no good and that somebody's telling you you're no good you're never gonna amount to nothing you're you are ugly you you're stupid you and i can go on and on with these words and that becomes an imprint in your life mm-hmm. and in your heart that is so true and in your ears that is so it, true it, and that's it, it, it continues like a record Right. Even though that person is not there, even though that yeah. person, it becomes a record, and it and it, you play and it plays it all over and all over and all over, and until you start believing it. Yeah, I believed every word that came out of these these persons that 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 um, abused me. I I remember. Um, always telling myself you're 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 so dumb it's mm-hmm. true what they say and it's not true mm-hmm. we have to you know there's um power in the it? tongue yes there's power in the tongue thank you um, Tanya. <laughs> you know kind of get it but yeah there's power in the tongue and and what you proclaim mm-hmm. that's what you're gonna become right right it's if like kind of like what they say, you know, you are what you eat, you you, you it, are exactly, what you eat. <laughs> yeah. exactly. I know what you're saying. But you and and the whole thing is who are we going to believe? Like right. why is it so um easy to believe in the words that these people are saying and mm-hmm. not believe in the word of God? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? I, I don't I was telling the Lord, why is it that they can believe the enemy, but they can't believe the words that you right. whisper to their ears. Right. You know, and the Lord was saying because when you're when you're beat when you are beat down already when you when they take your your self esteem mm-hmm. to the lowest yeah. when you have no self esteem when you have yeah. zero zero um, self esteem you believe those words yeah and no and no one can take you out of that but it has to be you to decide wait if God said that he formed me in the womb of my mother mm-hmm. and he chose Amen. me yes. to be a prophet among the nations that he that before I w- was even formed he knew me. He knew me. Yeah. He knew my inner being. Mm-hmm. He knew that I was beautiful. He knew that I was going to, that there was purpose in my life. And when I, and that, let me stop you right here because that, that's powerful right there when you say about the purpose. Because see, the enemy is always going to try to stop that purpose. Mm-hmm. So he'll use people, he'll use situations, your childhood, your upbringing. He'll use everything in his power to get you to to stop yeah. that process, that progress, that purpose mm-hmm. that God has for your life. And that's, it's true what you're saying. Yeah, it's it, true. It, it stops it in such a magnitude because I, I'm, I'm proof living of it. I'm telling you, it took, it took a while for me to even get to this place that I am in right now. And um, a lot of people be like, but 
be like rough in the edges. <laughs> and I and it's not it's not that I'm rough in the edges, it's that I don't tolerate um the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um Right. That let's call it what it is. I, I don't tolerate the enemy trying to make me feel uh low again. Right. Because he has no power over me. See that I gave him power for such a long time in my life that I decided, no. This is it. This is it. You have no power over me. And he has thrown me with so many other stuff, um, even with sickness, with, it, with everything he could, can. But it doesn't stop me from talking and telling people, listen, if I did it, if I survived, I know you a survivor too. Mm-hmm. Because women, even though we are... Um, Fragile. Fragile. Okay. That's what the Bible says. That we're fragile, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but we also are strong. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, you know, the enemy, he's very afraid. Get, get this. He's very afraid when a woman really opens their mouth. Mm. Like, he's afraid when the men open but imagine a powerful woman in the Lord mm-hmm. when they open their mouth. Right, because you're supposed to be the weaker vessel. And weaker vessel doesn't mean, like you said, Yes. you know, it's, it's a different, different um, aspect in that, mm-hmm. you know, and it's more, we are strengthened, right? Yeah. God strengthens us. Yeah. He gives us the, 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 the power that we think that we don't, don't have, have. Right. That we can't do it. Yeah, we can. So, all right. Act so, the way, girl. <laughs> this is some good stuff. So, you you were young obviously we learned that right we when we're going through our when we go through these things it has to go come back come from like when when we were young Mm -hmm. right it has a lot to do with that now take us to that point where you decided no you know what this is it i can't do this you had the courage right you had the courage to leave um i don't know if you want to share anything with that but also like what there's always after effects. We were talking about this previously, right? Mm-hmm. Me, you and I. And fine, we walk out, we, we get the courage, God gives us the courage to leave, but then there's these after effects. Now I'm dealing with my low self-esteem. I'm dealing with all the little voices, like you mentioned, the voices that come in and creep up and um, you know, in your mind. And, and you're always in the back of your mind a little bit fearful or ashamed that you went through something like that. And so what I want you to tell me is, how did God help you through that process? Because that process takes time, you know? And how did you, you know, how did you um, persevere in that, like with with the Lord? And I think even now, up until now, we still, we go through phases that God is still dealing with us and healing us. I feel we we're never complete. No, in that sense, I think it's layers after layers that God is dealing with. Yeah, it's um, imagine if if you've been abused since you were a small child, and, and 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 it goes it goes even into my mom's womb. Let's go back to my mom's womb. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom told me that my father um, he was a he was a, a priest for Satan, um, satanico. Mm. Um, I call it Santero. Yeah. Yes. And um, 
and he gave uh, a remedy to my mom where he mm. can abort me where wow. she can abort me because he didn't want to have no kids and my mom he forced my mom to drink it and my mom told me that when she drank it she she had so much pain and she was bleeding and the only thing that she asked the lord was please don't let my baby come out mm. and um but because i was chosen see that that's yeah that's a powerful word that because i was chosen from yes. my mom's womb um that potion or whatever it was it did no harm right to me it might have rattled my my cage <laughs> where i was you know yeah. my little you know <laughs> where i was chilling at yeah and but um i thank god that he preserved me amen you but know? that's what he he's all about right yeah, he, he preserves, preserves us he preserves yes he does and, and he and you said it he covers you in his in your mother's womb exactly you know so um to know that when my mom uh, my mom told me that when i was around like 25 years old mm. when i found out that for me that was like like my world just crumpled crumbled because mm. i always i always thought my father loved me even in my mom's womb right to know that my you know at one point in his my, life yeah in yeah, one point of his life he didn't want me mm-hmm. um it really crushed me mm-hmm. because i love my father even though you know he been through some stuff and that we but i i always consider myself a uh, daddy's little girl Mm. and to find out that he tried to do that kind of like shattered my world right you know and that's when it really hit me that and and I started believing in 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 everything mm. everything that that happened to me it was because no one loved me mm. see that came that was the the core right no right. one loved me no one wanted me mm. wow so to be able to get out of this um this domestic violence it happened two occasions let's put it this way two occasions it led to two occasions which i remember he came from work and um i don't know i don't know if he was drugged or what but um he start he just came in and started fighting mm-hmm. and my daughter she was like four years old four and a half and she he pushed her Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of it, it it something snapped in you. Yeah, something snapped on me and I and honestly, I grabbed the first thing that that I saw. Mhm. Mhm. Which, you know, I thank God that I didn't do anything with it. Right. Yeah, cuz uh, there's a lot of stories now yeah, that you hear that. I, I I thank God that I didn't get to that point yeah. because as soon as he saw what I what I took out, um he was like, "Oh wait, Yeah. He walked away. He, like he, he probably wasn't expecting it. Exactly. He wasn't expecting it. And that was my chance to call my I called my brother and my brother came quick. He called the um the cops and the cops um grabbed him and mm. put him in jail. Um he sat in jail for two two days. Then I had to go to court and get um um order protection. Um and the Wait. only way he can see his kids is with someone with his mom. So that worked for at least six months until he started creeping 
in again and saying, you know, I'm so sorry, honey. I'm, I won't do it again. Can we try to work it out? Can we please, you know, I love you. I, 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 you know, I, the, the thing is, too, is, is, and I can speak for myself, right? Mm-hmm. When I, I was with my children's father for close to over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And your whole, you know, since I came from a broken home, my mother wasn't married with my father so when you come from a broken home you want what you think is what home is supposed to look like what um, um, family is supposed to look like so I didn't have that relationship with my father so I always felt like I I would do anything and everything in my power to make sure that this family this unit my children and their father will, will be complete so it was like if you once you're there out of the door out the door you, you say nope i'm not tolerating this anymore and when they do come back and they're begging and they're crying and they're i don't want to ever do this again i want my family i think it grabs our attention you know one our wounded self but also because what we perceive is family you know but he's the father of my children mm-hmm. The, my children need their dad mm-hmm. and what we don't pay attention is that they don't need a volatile dad they need a healthy dad exactly and that's where i think we have those opening doors coming back in and out of our lives and we accepting and it continues and continues but it continues and continues and and again you know when when they talk sweet to us and then he started saying baby I, I love you you know I, I can't live without you I don't see my life without you you know I, I, I love my kids I want us to become a family I'll do better I'll get help mm-hmm. oh and, and that's yeah let's that's talk about the, that. that let's talk about that when they say I, I, I need you know I, I'll get help and then once you forgive and once you take back yeah and they might be okay for maybe you know, oh, a yeah. month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put it there, a month or a month and a half. And then all of a sudden, you see that the pattern starts again. Mm-hmm. And um, the yelling. And the jealousy. The jealousy. Mm-hmm. The, or you can't go to your mom's house. Hmm. Um, you don't need your, your your sister. You don't. We don't need nothing from them. You don't. They isolate you. Yeah. 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 Um, when that started happening again, I remember picking up my stuff, going to my mom's house, and I stood in my mom's house for at least two months or three months, and that's when he started, you know, talking and saying. Come on, I want to talk to you. I remember him telling, calling me and saying, I want to talk to you. You know, come home and and we'll talk. We'll sit down and talk. So uh, again, I was like, all right, let, let's see what he has to hear. My mother and my brother was like, no, you know, don't go, don't go. This, you know, you don't know what he's up to. And I said, don't worry, I'll, I'll be okay. I'm strong. Who you were fooling, girl? But anyway, um, I remember getting to the to to the apartment, and 
when I got there, that, that apartment was a wreck. Uh, it was a wreck. And he was like, oh, let's, you know, he started talking to me, and I started picking up clothes, and I started, um, you know, getting clothes to take to my mom's oh, house. packing, packing up. And he was like, but why are you packing? Why are you? No, we can work this out. And I was like, no, because I don't see that you have changed. Mm. And that's when I saw the, he just like, what? And he just started hitting me. He threw me in the bed and he started hitting me. Wow. And I remember that I that I could I could even say that this was God in the sense of like he gave me the strength to pull him off of me. Mm-hmm. Um God always makes a way out. You know, in but some way. <laughs> this but this part wasn't the Lord. I I'll tell you though, this was all me, boo. <laughs> You know, he gave me the the Lord gave me the strength to, he gave to be strength. able to to get him off of me, mm-hmm. but this was all me. This was not God. I remember that I looked down to the floor and I saw that he was coming right at me again. And I took that there was a heel. And back in the days, you know those heels, that, those little <laughs> stiletto heels, yeah, those skinny, those really really skinny ones, girl. And it was purple those shoes. <laughs> they were purple, purple and white. I remember them. Mm-hmm. I took I took those shoes and I started um, hitting him on the head with the with the heel. And once I saw that, he was like, "Oh my God, you you um, I'm bleeding, I'm bleeding." I book it. I that was your chance. That was my chance. I just I left and I never came back. The only thing I came back and I came back with um, un ejército. with all my with all my gang um and they moved me on my my brother moved me on my sister they Mm. never left me alone you know they were always there and um that was the end of my chapter of being in that abusive relationship wow wow you know um i can literally say that this abuse lasts for me like it was like five long years. Mm. For me, it was like five long, yeah, five long years, five long years until I, until the until God gave me the strength to be able to walk out and say, you know what? Just because I'm married, just because I'm Christian, doesn't doesn't give my husband the right to abuse me, mm-hmm. to belittle me, mm-hmm. to say that I'm nothing. Because he married, if he married me, it was because I was somebody. That's right. You know? And for someone, for for a husband to say that to his wife, it, I, I don't know what he was thinking, honestly. Yeah. And I, and I, I, I honestly can't say what he'd been through when he was a child. Yeah, because a lot of the times, you know, either you were abused and, or you witnessed abuse. You know, and they say it's like a repetitive mm-hmm. um, cycle, mm-hmm. you know, passing it down, but, you know. And they say there's this, this thing. I was um, actually looking up on domestic violence and I came into this um, meaning. Mm-hmm. And I like it because it kind of really tells you, you know, yeah. nitty gritty right there. Bah! So it says domestic violence is not physical violence only domestic violence is and be a behavior that purpose of which is to gain power mm-hmm. control over a spouse 
partner, girlfriend, boyfriend, intimate family members. Mm-hmm. And this is the part that really kind of like got my attention was abuse is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then it says it's not caused by anger, mental problems, because we hear that a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. instead I have mental issues. No, no, boo. It's not that. <laughs> Um, drug, alcohol. He would tell me that because he was in drugs and he was in alcohol. It may escalate it. It may. It, it, it makes. It actually makes it worse. Yeah. But it's not the cause, the cause of it. The cause of it. Or other common excuses. Mm-hmm. You see. So what is this telling us? It's telling us that this is a a, a pattern that we already learned. It was. You go back to that word imprint. Imprint. Yeah. Because it was already imprinted because we saw it Mm -hmm. we lived it um and in some area of our life when we were a child and it has to and the thing is it has to be when you were a child yeah you see that's yeah i i i really believe that you know i think when the whole one there's so many factors right um when a mother and father are not together right a broken home Mm-hmm. Right, and a mother is by herself, and whoever she brings into her life, who knows, right? What kind of situations arise from there, or they witness mother, father, whoever, boyfriend, with the abuse, or it could be actually from the mother itself, or just the father itself. Mm-hmm. You being the child, and you being receiving not the care, not the love, not the being discarded grandparents treating you a certain ways babysitters treating you a certain it just stems from everywhere school even mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. school oh, yeah bullying and that's a, a a form of abuse listen um we really have to take care of our children mm-hmm. I, I tell you that i um we really have to take care of our children in the sense of making sure that they don't go through any bullying, mm-hmm. any abuse at the house, or anyone. Right. Um, it's very important. Mm-hmm. You know? um, it takes. It takes a. Um, how can I say? It? How can I put this? It takes a parent to really um, open their eyes. Yeah. Like to really be mindful, mindful of the situation in their lives. So it's um, no, it's true, it's true. Because we could often be blinded by the things that are going on because we're so stuck on what what's happening to us at that current time. Yeah, we forget our children. We forget of our children, mm-hmm. and we thinking, okay, since it's not, they're not getting hit mm-hmm. in some cases, right? Mm-hmm. They're not getting hit. He's hitting me, so they're okay. But little do we know that them watching, them seeing, or hearing affects everything. Mm -hmm. Because when they get older, either they think it's okay to, you know, it's a normal thing. They start to believe that it's a normal thing. It's okay. And that I can say that for myself. When I was growing up, you know, my father wasn't involved or anything like that. And my my family 
you know, what I thought was my home was destructive. It was, there was abuse going on. And I witnessed it. My brother witnessed it. And um, when you get older, I would say to myself, I would never, this is crazy because I would say I would never put myself in a position that I would allow a man to ever put his hands on me. Down the line, years later, now I have, I'm in a relationship. And again, like almost similar to your story, it's sweet, it's nice, you're going out, you're having a great time, you share good memories. And then once a child comes in, you're already settled and there's a shock. Either the first yell or the first push, shove, you know, we we have to be very careful when we say I would never let. Um, yeah. And especially when you're around, um, right. you know, women, yeah. because you don't know if someone is going through that. Right. Same. Our situation. language has to change. Yes, our language has to change in that in that aspect. Um, we can't say, oh, oh, he. I would never, like you said, I would never let a man um, put their hands on me. You know, we we don't know what 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 can perspire in in somebody's life at that moment. Mm-hmm. What you can, what those words can do to that person, right? You know, it because can right now, off. right? Because right now, they're looking for a way out. They're looking for a way out in their situation, but they don't know how to to um, to open up to somebody. Right? They they haven't found that person that would just just listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't and say, and don't say nothing. Need, and that's what we need at times. We need just, I just need you to hear me. Let me tell you, if I had, if back in the days I would have that friend that I can actually open up and say, listen, I need help. Girl, I tell you, I would have, I think I would have been, I wouldn't have gone through so, so much, much in my life. Um... But when when that happens and the man isolates you, mm-hmm. that you don't have anyone that around. you don't have. Listen, I used to have a best friend. Her name her name is Marilyn, and um, we lost contact like completely. I didn't have no friends. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no friends. Mm. Um, I had my sister. But my sister had her own life. But, like, to be able to call and say, you know, just, I need someone to hear me. Right. You know, and, and just don't say nothing. Just hear me. Mm-hmm. And give me love. Give right. me Give me that comfort mm-hmm. that I need at that moment. That's what I love about the Lord. You know why? Because even when we're going through that, going through that, right? If if we if just the same way we can confide in someone, right? That we can trust. But God is there too. It's just us, you know, that we're so stuck in this place of so sad and down that we don't we we don't trust. And if we don't trust a person, then we our relationship with God kind of dwindles in a sense. Because if we don't trust the person, we thinking that man that God is like man, mm-hmm. and we don't open up. To the Lord either, mm-hmm. and that affects us in 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 a way, 
you know, I, yes, it does affect us. But do you know that the only way that I could um, communicate with God was just to worship? And like I said in the Mm -hmm. beginning, Mm -hmm. that was my, that was my friend. Mm -hmm. When I would worship to him. It was a release. It was a release of my, um, my hurt, my despair, my my anger, my my loneliness, mm-hmm. because it was a lonely role, mm. and that's you know, and people ask me why are you so like you don't have friends around. Mm-hmm. Um, you have my, friends. You know what I mean. My my circles are my small small my circles. Very small. Um, my best friend is uh, Kathy, my my co-pastor, my co-pastor, and and she. God knew what I needed at that moment mm-hmm. when I came into Living Word. Um, we I, we started off in Alpha Omega, and I remember when I came when I came back um, to the Lord uh, because there was a time period of time where I was so angry. Mm. Um, I was so, so angry. I wasn't angry at the Lord, but I was angry at it, at everything, how everything just in my life was just all wrong and among other stuff. Um, but I remember that I got to Alpha Omega and I was, I told my mom, you know, I'm, I'm just going to be in the church until the Lord, until God gives me a church that that's where that's where he wants me to be mm-hmm. you know this mm-hmm. is this is just for me you know right now right now lord just i'm i just need to be healed you know yeah and in that process i i um i started going to living work i would help in the morning with worship um early in the morning so um as I came back, you know, the Lord, my first, uh, my second missionary trip with, um, you know, that the Lord, after all that time away from the Lord, mm. the Lord gave me that privilege of, you know, going into the missions with them. And it must have been exciting. Yeah, it was. It was really, it was awesome. Um, and I began to be healed little by little, but it wasn't, you see, my healing process has been a long journey because mm-hmm. I can say I'm still being healed. Um, and we, I think we were talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. how every year or whenever, you know, you decide to tell the Lord, <laughs> Lord, remove everything that does not belong in my heart right. that I don't even know that is there. Oh my God. And here we go. And it starts to come out. And then... Is he's all, you sure you want me to do that? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. Go yeah. ahead, <laughs> move out. And, and when he starts, and he, it's like um, bits and pieces. Yeah. Starts like memories coming oh, out. Oh man, I've been and there. all of a sudden you you start crying and, and you're like, I went through that. Yes. And the Lord was like, yeah. And now I have to heal you. But in order for you to be healed, I need for you to 
remember it. And to remembering it, that is the process. That is the, mm. the, yeah. the pruning. The pruning, yes. I think, for yeah, that. Yeah. Pruning, yes. So it's, you know, it's, um, it's a process. And I think we are a work in progress. Yes. We are. Every day, every day, every second, every moment, God is just... Sh- revealing and revealing, showing. Because sometimes we don't even know that things that we have in ourselves oh, yeah. that are oh, yeah. there. Yeah. My favorite thing is like, this is almost a similar thing. This is so funny. I remember us going to, preparing for the retreat. Mm, all those retreats that are amazing. Uh, Which Living Word Christian Church is having a retreat yes. in November 12, 13, and 14, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's a Thursday, Friday, and a Saturday. Yes. yes. Um, and I never forget it because we were preparing for the retreat, and I was saying, man, but I feel okay. I feel okay. Like, I don't feel <laughs> that there's anything. I mean, we all have something, right? But I didn't mm. feel, you know, sad. I didn't feel like I was struggling with anything. Mm-hmm. I felt, I was like, I'm in a good place, God. Like, this is going to be good. There's I, nothing wrong. I feel like I, nothing wrong, I, right? Yeah, I feel good. I can't wait to the retreat. I'm excited. And... I think days before, it, days before, I was feeling like, why am I feeling like I, I was just crying on a train? I'm listening to something and something sparked. I'm, I'm crying and I still didn't get it. And then when I get to the retreat and we're in prayer, obviously, right? And, and I'm praying and I'm like, waterworks. They're just coming down and... And the, and the Lord is using Pastor Kathy, and she's just speaking truth. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Yep, that's me. Yep, that's what I have. Yep, that's me. And I was a mess. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, but prior, <laughs> I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, I'm all right. Good. I'm good. There's nothing wrong. I feel great. God, you're good. Yeah. And But it's, it's so true. There's always layers to us. Yeah. There's always there's God doesn't just take it, snap it off like a band-aid, mm-hmm. rips it off. He does it slowly. Hey guys, this is part two with our lovely minister Elizabeth. Um, so apparently we were getting so involved in our conversation in that interview that um, we got cut off. Anchor uh, shut us down. And uh, so we are doing the second part. This is all new to me. I'm honestly doing this podcast. I've never done podcasts before. Um, But this is all, you know, and good fun. We're going to have fun with this. And it's never scripted, never scripted. So uh, we were just goofing off, laughing afterwards, because I'm saying, this is not recording. This is really not recording. And we're just gabbing along and just just basting in God and all the things that he's done. And, you know, but we didn't want to leave it there. Um, we wanted to share a word. Um, Minister Liz wants to bring a, uh, read a portion of scripture. And um, we want to pray with you um, for anyone that is listening. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that I had you here to share your testimony because, um, many have to hear it, right? Um, a lot of women are suffering on a serious note. A lot of people are suffering with, with this, um, um, with domestic violence in their homes or whichever way. And, um, we want to reach, this is the whole purpose of this podcast to reach many and, and, and so that you can, they can get encouraged to, that there's help and that they have a voice and um, 
and that we're here. We're here to to listen. And um, and if you know someone that is struggling in something like this, and and um, share this podcast. Share this podcast, and um, I'll leave you with Minister Liz. She has some things that she would like to say before we close. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity um, to be on your Let's Talk About It. Yeah, yeah. I was hype. I was like, let's talk about it, girl. <laughs> Woo! But um, it's, a, it's been a privilege, uh, honestly. Um, I don't really get often to tell people about my testimony. Mm. It, my testimony is long, actually. It's very long. Yeah, I think that's why. Like I think Anchor was like, "Okay, you like okay. you gotta cut it out, don't stop." <laughs> um, I, my yeah, like I was saying, my test, my testimony is long. Um, it, it, yeah, I've I've gone through a lot, but I thank God that um, even through the process, even through the situations, even through the storms, He's always been with me. He would never leave me nor forsake me. Um, and I want to encourage those that are hearing um, that God is with you. God will never forsake you. And God is going to continue. And he, maybe you don't see a way out, but God is going to illuminate you mm-hmm. and give you a way out. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I strongly believe it. If he did it with me, I know he's going to do it. Exactly. If he did it with yeah. Tanya, girl, yes. maybe he's going to do it with us. Yes. You know, so you have to, like, um, just want it. I think that's what we were talking about. It's mm-hmm. about wanting it. And yeah, yeah. if you really want it, um, we're here. Um, you can reach out. I'm on Facebook also. You can... Um, What's your, your the name and Facebook? It's um, Minister Elizabeth Walmart. You can... Um, I me uh, How you call that? Um, message. Message me. Um, and I can talk to you. You can call me through there. Uh, I can receive calls uh, through there. And... And if you just need someone to hear, I'm here, you know? Yeah. If you need information, I I will get you the information. Do we have, like, that number, that yes, national? Yes, we do, actually. Um, we can share that uh, national. Actually, I have it right here in front of me. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I have it right here. Yep, it's yeah. right here. Okay. Um, it's the National Domestic Violence Hotline. It is 800-799-7200. Three three again is eight hundred seven nine nine seven two three three. Yeah. So if you ever are feeling that you again, if you're in a situation like that, you know, don't be afraid to reach out to someone, you know, and uh, and we're here for you. We we want to let you know that we are here to listen and we encourage you to not to give hope, not to lose hope. No, don't. That, I think that's the the not to lose hope. The last thing you can uh, lose is hope, because even through the midst of um, the abuse, you still have hope mm-hmm. that the situation is gonna change. It's gonna know? get better, and it's gonna be- get better, and it is. It's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, like I said in the beginning. It's up to you to make a decision and say, um, I I don't want this anymore, and I need help, right. and we'll get help for you. You know, yeah. that's the th- that's the good thing that there are so many resources out there, yeah. um, and you just got to um, search it. Mm-hmm. And again, um, before you even decide, if you already decided to do it, I'm just gonna give you a little bit of insight of what to do. You make sure that you have um, like a folder. You have your birth certificate. Your 
um, social security all your important papers put it in there if you have kids put it um put the um um all their paperwork in there um make sure you have um you try to uh, get a little bit of cash if you can if you can't it's okay they'll still help you um but you will have that ready for the moment that you have to leave Mm-hmm. And I think one important part too is not to worry about what's next. Yeah, yeah. Because we the, start to dwell on that. Yeah, the most important thing right now is, um, it's time to get out. That I think that's the most important thing. Is like, you gotta just leave, just leave, and and everything else will fall into place. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, everything will fall into place. You know, you will see how God's hand will open up and, and he will put the right, right people, people yeah. Um, yeah. to help you. Um, and you won't lack of anything because I didn't lack of nothing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all go through struggles, but God always is the, our provider. And that's another story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, I, I strongly advise um, if you need a friend. We are here. Tanya, what is your Facebook? Uh, for if they want to reach you also. Oh, it's Tanya Rivera. Yeah, yeah so you could always find me there. If you can't if I if I don't answer, maybe you can reach out to her. But I'm I'm always checking my um my message my messages and I'm always you know, every day I'll go online and just check my messages. So um again you can reach me out um through there through Facebook. Um even Instagram, I don't know my Instagram name, <laughs> but um, I can um, I can try to find it in one second. Yeah, yeah. But we want to encourage you today. So, Minister Liz wanted to, for me to read a portion of scripture that she just fell in love with and and felt that we should all listen to, and it is um, a psalm from Psalm one hundred nine, and it says, "Oh God." Of my praise do not keep me silent for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me they have spoken against me with a lying tongue they have also surrounded me with words of hatred and have fought against me without a cause in return of in return for my love they attack me but I am in prayer they have repaid me evil for good and hatred for my love. Appoint a wicked man against him and let an attacker stand at his right hand to kill him. When he enters into dispute, let wickedness come about. Let his prayer for help result only in sin. Let his days be few and let another take his office. Let his children be fatherless and his wife a widow. Let his children wander and beg. Let him see, let them seek their food and be driven far from their ruined homes. Let the cre- creditor seize all that he has and let strangers plunder the product of his labor. Let there be no one to extend kindness to him, nor let anyone be gracious to his fatherless children. Let his descendants be cut off, and in the following generation, let their name be blotted out. Let the wickedness of his fathers be remembered by the Lord, and do not let the sin of his mother be blotted out. 
Let them be before the Lord continually, that he may cut off their memory from the earth. Because the man did not remember to show kindness, but persecuted the suffering and needy man, and the brokenhearted to put them to death. He also loved cursing, and, in, and it came back to him. He did not delight in blessings, so it was far from him. He clothed himself with cursing as with his garment, and it seeped into his inner self like water. Wow. Yeah, this is because when I read this passage, I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. And people say that, you know, in church, they don't talk about, um, you know, domestic violence and abuse. Mm-hmm. But here we see in the Bible where it, it, it mm-hmm. tells us um, that God doesn't approve of approve that. it. He yeah. doesn't approve, you know. Mm-hmm. And it says here still in 18, it says, and it seeped into his inner self like water. And like anointing oil into his bones. Let it be to him as a robe with which he covers himself. And as a sash with which he is constantly bound. Let this be the reward of my attackers from the Lord. And of those who speak evil against my life. But you, O God, the Lord, show kindness to me. For your name's sake. Because your loving kindness, faithfulness, compassion is good. Oh, rescue me, for I am suffering and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. Mm. I am vanishing like a shadow with its lengthens and fades. I am shaken off like the locust. My knees are unsteady from fasting, and my flesh is gaunt and without fatness. I also have become a reproach and an object of taunting to others. When they see me, they shake their heads in derision. Help me, O Lord, my God. Save me according to your loving kindness. And let them know that, it, that this is your hand. You, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When adversaries arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my attackers be clothed with dishonor and let them cover themselves with their own shame as with a robe. I will give great praise and thanks to the Lord with my mouth, and in the midst of of many I will praise him. For he will stand at the right hand of the needy to save him from those who judge his soul. Amen. Wow. That was crazy, right? Yeah, that was was a good one. Yeah, (laughs) you know. For, for people that don't think that the Bible talks about domestic violence, talks about abuse, talks about um, rejection, um, um, people putting people down. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. It, it does talk, yeah. Yeah. you know, and but it also talks about how God, his goodness, his mercy mm-hmm. will mm-hmm. clothe us. Yes. Of grace and mercy and, and loving and Wow, he's just an amazing God. I, I, he's I'm a like, good father. He's, he's a good father. He's an awesome father. <laughs> Let me tell you something. He's an awesome father. I think we for can every, be here for I think for, for everything that, that, that I've been through in my life, I I can't complain about my father. Yes, yes. I can't. I agree. I can't I'm say. the same. I feel the same way. I'm, I'm, I think that all the things that I've endured and what I've gone through, and I'm, I am who I am today, and who I was before 
whew, totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. And to be able to stand and be able to talk about it. Yeah. That's, that's something. That's why I like this. That's why I think I chose the name of this podcast. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, I know we were talking about it in the beginning. You're like, I want to do this. I, want... I said, God, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> but then when you told me, oh, I have to testify. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, wait a minute. No, well, not that thing, right? <laughs> yeah. But it was actually, you know what? This has given me the opportunity to, you know, um, speak out and yeah, not yeah. worry. Not I, right. I just wanted to get people out of this comfort zone, you know. And and uh, that's one thing. My passion is always to help uplift somebody, right? right. I, and my thing, it's it's broad. It's like domestic violence. Anything that has to do with helping somebody, I'm like, I want that. I want it. I I'm involved, especially with women, you know. So when this was the perfect opportunity, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, God always puts someone in my in my path in the sense of um, a woman that's going through um, some issues in home mm-hmm. and or abuse in mm-hmm. any form, mm-hmm. and He always puts somebody, especially someone in my my path, and mm-hmm. um, and I'd be I'd be like, Lord, man, I know, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. I said I won't, I won't, I won't say no, I won't say no. So that's when I start, you know. Yeah. Um, Dando therapy, I'll give you therapy. <laughs> <I'm> right, therapy. <laughs> I'm not a therapist, but listen, um, I, I like I've been through some stuff. I can actually give you some um, advice, and, um, and like I said, I'm here. I'm here. Amen. I'm here. Amen. I think I um, we we've uh, grown fond of each other. We've yeah, gotten, yeah. You know, closer, and closer. Yeah. And we'd be, yeah, we'd be jo- joking around. But <laughs> but when it comes to down to yeah. God stuff, we're like, yeah. how how amazing God is that in the midst of our situation. And, yeah, and, and you've it. definitely helped, helped me. I've, 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 not so long ago. Not yeah, so long ago. Mm. Yeah, that's, that, a, that's another segment, guys. That's another that's, segment for another time, for another place. Let me stop. That's another segment, but um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. God uses and who he places in your life in that right season and right time. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I guarantee you, I really guarantee you, I can guarantee you <laughs> that God is going to place that one person yes. that's going to help you. Um, and if I can be that person, praise God. Amen. You know, I'm here. You know, and doesn't matter what time. Honestly, it doesn't matter what time. She's a night you owl. Just, yeah, I'm a night <laughs> owl. Yeah. So if you want to just pop a question in there in, in my Facebook, you can. If you need to um, talk to me or just whatever you need at that moment. Yes. Even if it's prayer. Even if it's prayer. I'll, I'll, I'll pray. I'll even write the prayer. Let's put it that way. Amen. I'll write the prayer and, you know, you just meditate. If you need word, um, if you need a, a verse of the Bible that you can read. Because sometimes, you know, um, when all those thoughts flutter our mind, mm-hmm. sometimes we can't. Um, it's like anxiety kicks yeah. in. And, you know, I, 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 trust me, I've been there. Yeah. That's why I can talk about anxiety. Mm. Um, anxiety is part of it. Mm. Part of the... the the process of, of um, the, the the after effects. Yeah, the after effects. You know, mm-hmm. so um, when that happens, I just go to the Bible and I get my verses and I 
start reading my mind. You feed your spirit. You feed your spirit to empower your spirit. Yeah, Yeah. so... It's, it's, it's work. It's work. Yeah. It's not... I'm, I'm being honest. It's not... It's not easy, but it's doable. Right. With God's help, it's doable. It is. Yeah, it is. is. Well, thanks for joining me on my podcast, guys. Thanks for having me. um, You know what? I'm going to have you just pray, you know, for anyone that is listening. Yeah, clear your throat, you know. (laughs) Um, Clear my throat. Clear your throat. Um, Amen. And um, I'm sure this is going to bless someone. I know this is, like I said, it's not scripted. This is the raw... Mm-hmm. Uh, raw thing yeah you know you may hear noises in the background <laughs> <laughs> but yeah okay. but you know what the point is that to let someone know that they they have a voice and that we're yeah. here for them and that we are their voice amen if when they can't talk and when they can't scream and or they can't say not one word utter one word we are here amen. to be your voice yes So let's pray. Father God, we come before your presence, Lord. I just want to give you glory and honor, Father God, because you deserve it, my God, because you are an awesome Father. And I just got to give you praise, my God, because in the midst of everything, my God, you've been there and you never let us go, Father. You're always with us, my God. And this moment, Lord, I present you every ear, Father God, that has heard, my God, hallelujah, this, this this um, testimony, Father, and I ask you, Lord, that you bless them souls, that you, Father God, be able, my God, to just, that they can be able to hear, Father God, and even listen to your voice, Father God, in the midst of their um, situation, my God. I ask you, Lord, for peace, Father God, to their minds, Father God, to their hearts, my God, to their spirit, my God, that broken spirit, my God. I ask you, Lord, that you, Father God, reveal yourself to them, my God, in the midst of everything my God in the midst of the night when everything when everyone's is asleep my God that all those thoughts come to their mind and, and they just want to and anxieties kicks in father God panics my God yes, kick in Jesus, father oh God, father God I ask you Lord to cancel and we bind father God yes, every Lord. oh father God attack of the enemy yes father Lord, God Jesus. in their minds my God I ask you Lord to just cover them my God yes, Lord. Lord hallelujah and I ask you Lord father Jesus just to ease, Father God, hallelujah, their spirit, my God. Yes, Lord. And that they can be able to just cry out unto you, my God. And I know, Father God, that you will rescue them, my God. That you will rescue them, Father, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, Father God, I pray in your name, Jesus, yes, hallelujah, Lord. that it shall be done, my God. Oh, Lord, Jesus. hallelujah, that if I have reached one soul, my God, just one soul, my God. It's enough. Yes, Lord. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I ask you, Lord, that you bless our deacon Tanya, my God, in a such in a special way, my God. Okay. That you have placed this in her heart, my God, to do these uh let's talk, Father God, hallelujah. To talk about um, you know, topics that not everyone wants to talk about it, but God, you have placed it in her heart, and I ask you, Lord, to use her in a mighty way, Father. And I just want to thank you, Lord, because you allowed me to be part of it, my God. And I hope to be continue to be part of the um, this ministry, my God. And I ask you, Lord, to bless, my God, each person that is going to hear, Father God, this testimony, these words, and the the Bible that has been read, Father God, yes, in the name of Jesus, I pray, and I thank you, Lord. 
Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Well, good night, guys. Um, Stay tuned for more. Let's talk about it. I'll have some more. Oh, we're going to have some real good stuff. Um, I have a sister that's going to share a testimony of her journey through breast cancer. Oh, man. God has truly blessed her life. She is alive and well, okay? Mm -hmm. God did a miracle within her, and we're going to hear about her testimony and... I can't wait. I can't wait for that. And we have a new, new group of girls that are. We're gonna be talking about um, another segment, another, domestic, another domestic. segment of domestic violence. And we're all gonna sit together and we are gonna. We're gonna talk. have some coffee while. Yeah, while, we're gonna do that. Know, we're gonna have some coffee and some um, donuts or something. Yes. While yes. you know we're talking, as you know, let's talk. Let's yeah. talk. This, this, <laughs> I'm hyped. I'm really hyped right now. I'm She's hyped. excited. Let's go, let's She's go, excited with her with her socks and, <laughs> and everything. Okay, we're all excited. But I hope you enjoy this podcast. God bless you. God bless. God bless you. This is Tanya. Welcome to my podcast. Let's talk about it. I am super excited that you're listening in. I am so pleased at how this is turning out. I'm getting some good feedback from people. Um, but I wanted to share with you all, you know, my reasons why I wanted to make this podcast. I, for a long, long time, you know, uh, the Lord has placed it in my spirit, in my heart, heavy on my heart that I wanted to do this podcast. Um, I even have a blog that I am doing. I put writings together in my blog, uh, just sharing a little bit of my testimony. Um, And I figured, you know what, why don't I just share with my listeners um, why this all came about. I have always wanted to help women and and others uplift them. and, And, you know, when people are going through a dark place in their life, if they've ever been in an abusive relationship, if they've ever been abused in any kind of way um or ever felt abandoned and and that kind of sort of thing and I guess it's because I myself um am a survivor domestic violence survivor I myself suffered um in my childhood uh my mom tried to create a home that was good and and just like a lot of us um we may not choose the right mate um for our lives and and things start to transpire in the midst of the home and and my background was was rough i uh grew up with my mom and um my father was not uh, a father that was present he was in and out of my life for a long time um and we were uh, my mom lived in a an apartment in, in the in the Bronx, and she was, you know, with a man, and uh, for several years she was with him for several years. I have a brother, and it wasn't it was a toxic relationship, and he was very abusive, and um, the home was very destructive, um, and you grow up with that. You grow up with sexual abuse. You grow up with um, you know, there's alcoholism, there's, uh, 
you know um, and as much as uh, as as you as a victim you try to cover everything so that no one else sees it uh, children are aware of what's going on and and my poor mom she tried her best and um but i i'm i'm grateful to god that she's still standing and god made a way for her to get out and and she's in a in an amazing relationship now married for many years but however needless to say i i grew up in a in a home that was volatile um you know and drugs was around um in that time in the 80s you know everywhere drugs was everywhere and my stepfather um used drugs he was an alcoholic he was very abusive he was a very angry man and we grew up in that household and um uh, when you get older you know i was a, a an individual that i would see it i would see the abuse and i was afraid I grew up, you know, uh I I was molested as a child and I grew up feeling that I was different. I was different. I didn't fit in. I felt this emptiness. Um I you know, being so young, I had suicidal thoughts. I thought of, you know, maybe if I was gone, none of this would keep happening. if i um ran away this would never continue to happen um i was a very very lonely child in my mind in my spirit it may have looked like you know i was playing and and to out to the outside world it looked normal but um inside internally i was dealing with a lot i was confused a lot of the time because this was a a father figure what weeks what i did not have i didn't have a father so this is the only male um in the home at the time that is supposed to um show love show different things and this was my norm you know verbal abuse um like i said domestic violence um uh, molestation things all these things were transpiring i i think my first experience with all this I think I was in the first grade and um this continued to go on until the age of 9 um for whatever reason I think that uh one day I just said no and it never happened again and you know you're thinking wow I could have just said no every other time but I was I was in a home that was based on fear you know we couldn't It, it was just so scary and um and i promised myself you know i myself as i grew up you know seeing this abuse towards my mother i grew up thinking i would never allow something like this in my life and boy that <laughs> that didn't happen that didn't happen um you know uh you grow up with this anger you grow up i was a teenager i was angry i was upset um i felt i had no way out i was living living there the abuse although the abuse stopped at some point my he got help for his anger uh he still was drinking um he didn't hit my mother anymore when we were a little bit older and and i think that we were such angry kids that we probably would have 
done something to him or we would have stepped in if he put his hands on my mom but um we we were in that household but he still was drinking and it was this anger that I still had inside this rage that I had inside and and I couldn't share it with anyone I couldn't um I didn't have someone that I can speak to that I can say hey this happened to me and this because you grow up feeling shame you know um your abuser tells you don't tell anyone you know and you're afraid to say anything because you already feel that you don't belong that this is something that they would see differently in you and it's just a different the way your thought process is is so different and it's just a tool of the enemy um making you feel less of an individual um and i grew up you know with this anger and this rage and always you know wanting a uh, hating my life because that was something i always said when i was young i hate my life i hate my life and um it it this this life that i was living it it, it only got worse because of my sh- my the way i was feeling i got involved in a relationship that also turned out abusive and um i had this mentality mentality you know growing up that i would never allow someone to treat me in that manner but needless to say i ended up in a relationship that was similar and but in my mind i thought if i defended myself i was not being abused but the reality was i was being abused and um it starts starts off slowly you know you know the person in my case the person began to try to control or 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 yelled at me and you know i would yell back or i would respond back and that was in this was in my case you know i'm defending myself and and um and then came hitting if the person hit me i hit them back and this was a pattern you know um that was being built and it was up until i wanted no more i i i was in a relationship for about almost close to 10 years on and off and um i was pregnant with my my last son and um i realized that this was not the life that i wanted um he would be good for a little while and then the abuse would start again um there was a lot of infidelity and there was one day that i said that this was enough i didn't want him in the home and i remember that i one day i was sleeping and um i had like a little i had like a dream it was kind of like a warning you know and in the middle of the night i heard someone knocking on the door and my children's father was uh he was known for that he would come in the middle of the night and and i always opened i always opened and this one time i felt something in my spirit just saying don't open and i went with that feeling you know i was i wasn't i was serving the lord but i was really really new and i i remember saying hmm, this doesn't feel right i don't i don't want to open the door and i looked through the people and and it was him and i 
walked away really quietly, you know, tiptoeing, <laughs> tiptoeing back into my room. And I heard him knocking and knocking and knocking. And my phone was ringing. I didn't answer. And what it was is that he had went to my neighbor's home and asked her to call me to see if I would answer. And all the while, she told me this story later on. She said, I, I was just praying that you didn't answer that phone. And when I checked my messages, um, I heard her whisper really, really low, don't open the door. He doesn't look well. And I didn't open the door. I went to sleep. I, you know, um, I, I think I even called the cops to say, listen, you know, I know him. You know, he's going to stay in a building. I just, I have to go to church the next day. I don't want to leave my, my apartment and have encounter him in the hallway. And the cops couldn't really do much. They said, he's not here. He's not acting violent, you know, but, you know, we'll check around the building and gave a description. I said, just, you know, have him leave, you know. And I never forget this. I, I went to sleep, got up in the morning. And I'm dressing my kids, I'm getting ready for church, and my phone rings. And when my phone rings, it's a, it's an area code that wasn't his, and I, so I'm under the impression it's someone else, you know, and I pick up, and it's him. And he's yelling, and he's screaming, and he's cursing, and he's threatening, and and I'm saying, wow, he's in my, he's on a payphone and he's really, really close to my building. And I'm saying to myself, great, this doesn't sit well with me. I was a little scared. I was scared. And I said, I'm not going to be able to open this door. I'm not going to be able to leave. And I, I remember recalling one of the sisters from the church. She was actually one of my, she was a leader for you know some young women and I told her please pray for me because um, my kid's father is you know wants to come into my home and and I wasn't sure what was going to happen I just said you know just pray for me because I'm not going to be able to go to church he's acting up and he's outside my my home and I never forget that he came upstairs and I lived in a building and he started banging on my door screaming telling me to open the door kicking it and this guy was like 6'2 he's big guy um and I'm like 5'3 and he's banging and banging he crouched down to the ground and he's kicking my door in and I think I called the police about three or four times and they had not come my door was literally almost off hinges and he kept kicking and kicking and banging and banging and then at one point it stopped and I said okay this is a relief maybe he left um but you still have this fear that they're either outside your door they're down the block they're they're, they're watching you and I didn't feel safe to leave and I called I, I remember me calling his mother and I said listen I don't want him in my home. Uh, maybe a day that you could come and you could pick up his things. He's making an excuse that 
he wants his clothes and I knew that was not the, the case I knew it was more than that um he just didn't like the rejection um or the fact that I said I was leaving him and he um you know she said fine and he showed up at his mother's house and he said we're gonna go over there now and I don't know why but she got in her car and she let him get in the vehicle and she brought him to my home again to this day I still don't understand it but you know uh I she saw him and she told me this later that he he actually had a screwdriver in his in his sleeve and he he wanted he wanted to hurt me he wanted to kill me and so he gets to the building and he's um banging and kicking and um at this point my neighbors come out my neighbor is screaming my neighbor is crying and she's like leave her alone please she's you know she's uh a tranquil girl she's quiet she all she's doing is going to church to remember the kids your kids are in there and i was so afraid that all i could think about was what what am i going to do if he gets in what am i going to do what about the kids and and i'm i grabbed my two kids cuz at the time it was just i had the two young uh his two children and i go into my room and i tell them to go into the closet you know this is that's something that i never ever thought that i would have to do and until this day i think about that and i'm like man that 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 was a bad bad moment in my life and I put put my two kids, I put my son and my daughter inside the closet and I told them to stay in there. I told them to close the closet and I told them don't to, not to come out until I I got them. And I go to where the down my hall and there's a door there where he was banging and I kept calling and I told the the operator I said, "Listen, this guy's going to come in and they're asking me if he has a weapon and I'm saying, I, you know, if he comes in it's not to sit down and chat with me you know it's i don't know what he has and at the time i didn't and my mother-in-law is screaming at the door and she's telling me don't open meanwhile you brought him but she's screaming and she's saying don't open the door and she's trying to calm him down and he's banging my door is almost off i move a couch in front of my door and and sadly you know i in my mind i'm thinking i just have to uh protect myself i grab a knife and i'm saying all the while i hope that i don't have to do anything because this is not me i don't really want to hurt anyone you know and but i'm thinking now it's this is life or death basically and i'm standing behind that couch and and i'm saying okay this is this is it this is what's going to happen he's going to come in through that door he's going to jump over this couch um one of us is 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 going to get hurt one of us is who knows might not make it i might not make it i what about my kids you start thinking and i'm like god please somebody and my mother-in-law does something outside of the door that he ends up saying mom no no okay let's go let's go 
and they they leave and I look out the window and I see the police finally coming and my my mother-in-law at the time she signals without him knowing that you know to come grab him and he gets arrested and and that was the end of that but my, all throughout my relationship with him it was these highs and these lows and it was it, it was pretty dramatic and it was over the top at times that um you know um you know with the hitting and 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 you're just sick and tired i i i've had busted lips i've had a black eye and but you know these are things that you are are ashamed of and and i and as the lord as i got older and and i came to the lord and he helped me through all this you know with my healing and and just my identity who i was and i i didn't have to believe all the things that he said i was and and healing from my past healing from um my abuse healing you know um i i've been date raped and and that also affected me because you feel like it was your fault I um, mean, you know, you think like maybe I should have never been in this situation. Maybe I, I, I put myself in this situation. I should have never gone. I should have never, and and it and you become numb. You become numb, and you grow up with this not trusting type of uh, exterior, you know. And although you want help, you want someone to to take care of you and 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 love on you you have difficulty trusting individuals and it's up until the lord heals you that you're able to trust again and able to allow people into in, into your life and i thank god for that and so my whole intention of this podcast is to you know i always said you know so many women are so silent and um and if they can't speak we need to speak you know um this is a real thing this happens and you know a lot of um even with because of our uh, our um you know background hispanic background or whatever kind of um nationality or anything like that it's just it's not spoken about it's like this this taboo you know this thing that we just don't speak of and it happens it happens a lot in homes um i was reading in the times that during the time we were in quarantine and pandemic i could just only imagine how high um these domestic violence and molestation and rapes and abuse were transpiring in the homes of people and and these are the ones that have been reported um so i know that you know um it's out there it's out there and we don't speak much about it and and we need to bring awareness you know and kind of watch over our children and and pay be attentive to the signs and and stop patterns and and um and that this is why i wanted to do a podcast i said you know so many broken people and i was there i was i you know and there's still things that god is still um doing in the midst of my life he's still healing and he's still mending and and 
you know, there's certain things that, you know, we have patterns, patterns, and little by little, God is showing me my, the patterns that I had to break, and, and then we build new patterns, and, and, you know, we're not perfect beings, but God is faithful, and he speaks to our lives, and he uses his vessels, so, you know, I come from a, an amazing church, um, Living Word Christian Church, and I'm so grateful for my pastors, my leaders that uh, have poured in to me, and and also the community of people, you know, the ministers and deacons, and um, I myself is a, am a deacon, and and I'm so grateful to have that um, family, um, to closeness and family um, that you can confide in and someone that you can trust and say that hey this is happening this is how I feel um help me pray help me you know I kind of wish I had that I I was too and maybe I might have had it It is just that we are so closed and afraid and ashamed of what we were going through that um we don't say anything and I actually was thinking about this yesterday I said wow I was 21 years old. I was working. Um, I had my own apartment. I was in an abusive relationship. There were times I had to call out because I had a, a, either a black eye or a busted lip. Or he would make my life impossible before going to work and I would have to turn back. Because um, he would walk me all the way to the train and watch where I was going. Um, and... Uh, and even hit me outside and and I would end up going right back home because it was just no use I felt like you know I was just a broken uh, I was such a broken individual and um, you know your abuser tries to keep you away from family Um, you know they make you turn against family Um, I remember times that I think one of my sisters tried calling the house and he would answer and then he would hang up on her and it was a mess you know and but I didn't dare say anything you know I mean I would lash out and 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 say why would you do that you know you don't pay bills here or whatever it is but um it just continued to happen I allowed it I, I you know and you want your what your perception is of family since I didn't have my father around and I had an abusive stepfather you try hard to have the family that you think is what makes it complete which is the father children and mother and and at all costs he was like a tyrant but I still wanted I always felt my kids need their dad I don't want to be that woman that has children from multiple men and and, and all these crazy uh, ideas and and I kept dealing with that we would break up get back together break up get back together and and it was affecting who my person was who I was and 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 it was hurting my children um and and it was up until I had to wake up and 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 you know, I believe that, um, you know, it was a cycle. I would, he would get locked up and he would come out and he would apologize. And I want my family, my kids need me. And, and that would get me, that would get me. And I would get back, go right back into the situation. 
and it will be fine for a couple of months and then it it will lead back to the abuse again and fidelity and and it was to one day that i just said i i i i was pregnant with my my last son and i was in the hospital and giving i had given birth and i was suffering with a little bit of postpartum depression and i i remember him saying i want to and uh, come back home and at that time he was with someone else but he said i want to come back home and and i said i can't do this anymore this i i can't repeat this anymore i i'm i'm done i'm done and you know i i had a little bit of boldness there you know since i was in the hospital and and i felt like you know he can't do anything and um boy but he made a show he screamed at me he cursed me out in the hospital and 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 said many awful things you know awful things and um and left the hospital and didn't sign the papers to my son's um certificate which i didn't even realize at the time but um and so this this whole my whole journey and my whole healing process with the lord has been so great and i'm i could never i look back and i say wow god you have been with me through it all and there's so many more things that uh that transpired throughout my my life but i need to say this is the reason why i need to share i need to share how great god has been in my life how he has restored me lifted me up and 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 saved my life i i i was so broken i was so broken i there were times that i i remember me being 15 years old and 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 i wanted to take my life i i i planned it in my head i pictured it and and i just wanted to take my life and and i i remember me being 18 19 and I was in a really bad argument with my children's father and I I couldn't bear it I felt like this I I felt like I wanted to just be swallowed I didn't want to exist anymore and I remember me just crying and screaming and and I took a whole bunch of pills and I just popped them all in my mouth and he happened to see me and um in an odd way he saved me because um he hit me and um i i threw up and i had to go to the hospital because they had to make sure i didn't ingest but we lied we lied i i i said i took the pills wrong um so it 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 was it was rough i had a really really uh dark i was in a dark place i i i didn't see good i didn't see good a lot of my life and so i wanted to make a difference i i i saw how god helped me and how he pulled me out and how he restored me and and how the love of god just came overwhelmingly over me and i wanted to share that with others i wanted to let them know that they had a voice i wanted to let others know that they're not alone in this walk that you know there are many that have testimonies and god has pulled them out of every single one i know definitely that i should not be alive 
I know that either I should have been in an institution, um, just not well mentally, or just dead, you know, um, so many stories, so many stories of um, life flashing before your eyes, and, and God was there to save me, to rescue me, and um, I'm grateful to that, and that's why I wanted to really do this podcast and help out and um, my a good friend of mine, which is uh, Minister Elizabeth, she is part of a a domestic violence uh, ministry. And I this year um, started last year. I wanted to help her. I said I really feel it in my heart um, that I want to help, you know, in any way, and you know, and that just opened doors for her and I to get close. And we would sit down and um, discuss, share, you know, our feelings, our our past, our testimonies, and how God has restored us. And 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 believe it or not, there were some points in our life that uh, in that time that we were just talking about these things. That it was kind of like a healing process as well, because there were some things that I didn't remember. And we're coming up to the surface and God was like, ah, remember this one, this too. And he has been, layer after layer, has been bringing healing into the midst of my life. And and I'm just happy that the journey, although the journey was in the beginning, was not great. But my journey with Christ is, is so much sweeter, so much better. And this is why I wanted to do this podcast, you know. So I'm going to be... I'm going to have many speakers, many people that are going to just share their testimonies. Um, there's going to be times I'm just going to pray with you, bring in a word, an encouragement word, um, read a psalm to you, and so that your li- my listeners, you know, can be blessed. And just to know, even if you have not been abused, even if you have not been in situations like this, and say, I can't relate to this, but you knowing about the things that are real and that are happening and you can be that voice for them help them out um I wish I had that you know um sometimes friends don't need um someone to say hey you shouldn't let this happen you should say this and you shouldn't say that you don't you have no idea you have no idea. It's easier said than done. When you're in a situation like that, it's 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 way deeper than that. It's way deeper than that. This is a process that um, the abuser and the abused, um, it takes time. It's not something that comes overnight. Uh, it's built up. And so when someone says, oh, you shouldn't let this happen, you shouldn't, it's, it's, it's something that's branded on us um in some sort of way and and we know in the back of our heads that it's not right but we we don't know what to say and we're too fearful to say and if we do say it doesn't turn out right you know uh and in my case if I said something I I would we would end up going to blows and 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 at the end of the day no one won and I still was back in square one feeling the same way it wasn't solving anything. And so we have to be careful and mindful as someone that's standing outside of situations like this, what we say, um, 
our language has to change um, around other women because we don't know what someone is going through. We don't know what's happening in their home. And we have to be mindful of that. You know, um, we are individuals with real lives and, and real stories. So I'm excited that um, I'm finally broken out of the fear <laughs> um, to do this podcast because it's been on my heart for a long, long time. So I, um, I can't wait to see what God is going to do. Um, it's not for my benefit, but it's for others. I, I wish, I wish, I wish. And sometimes I used to, I would cry and I would say, God, I wish that I had an answer for all of it. I wish I had an answer, you know, to save so many women, so many children that are, are being abused. Um, and it makes me emotional because, you know, like I said, we never know. We never know who is dealing with it. We never know who is suffering, what child is suffering, what woman is suffering, what man. Because there's men that get abused and don't feel comfortable and safe to say anything. And I wish I had the answers. I wish I had all the money in the world to just open facilities and and continue to open facilities and have resources for people that are being abused I wish there was just something that we 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 can do and and there is something we can do we can be a voice we can be a voice we can bring awareness we can talk about these things and really be real be real and 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 if you see something you know, don't be afraid to, to say something about it because you could save someone's life. You know, you can save someone's life. I, I, I wish that the times that I was in my home and the child of my father was beating on me, that someone came and rescued me at that time I may have gone back who knows I don't know but I dealt with it by myself and 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 that's the reality of things people may know something and people may even comment on it but they won't say a word so I want to bring awareness I want to say that we have a voice and our voices should be heard you know and we can make a difference in someone's life and so that's what I wanted to share in this um episode of my podcast and just kind of give you an idea of why I wanted to do this I it's my my heart my you know uh to help others to pray for others and you know to help them and encourage them and I'm just going to read a portion of scripture for anyone that is listening and this is for you and it's Psalm 20 and it says may the Lord answer you in the day of trouble may the name of the God of Jacob defend you may he send you help from the sanctuary and strengthen you out of Zion 
May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation and in the name of our God, we will set our set up our banners. May the Lord fulfill all your petitions. Now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord. May the King answer us when we call. God, wow, amen. So I want to say something to that person that is dealing with that pain, that hurt. Maybe you're not going through it right now. Maybe you went through it years ago and you're still carrying that weight. And I just want to tell you that Jesus will help you with that. He will lift up that burden, that pain you no longer have to carry any longer, that shame you don't have to carry any longer. It's not your fault what happened. You couldn't change it. God is with you and you're not alone. Reach out to someone. Reach out to me. Um, I have a Facebook page. You can look for me. My name is Tanya Rivera. Um, You're not alone in this and, and God will give you the strength that you need. And he will encourage you and he will build you up and he will give you strength. He will give you peace. And we just need to call on to him. He will answer us. He answered us. And that's why you're listening to this podcast. He answered me. I was going, when I first came to the Lord, I remember me crying so much. And I was being abused still at this time. And um, I remember I was crying in the middle of the night. And I sat down and I said, I can't take this anymore. I was sitting on the floor and I said, if you truly exist, why am I in this situation? Help me, help me get out of this. I can't take it anymore. And I just kept crying. There was no great light that came in. There was no sense of I'm here, I'm gonna rescue you. But he was, he was there. And I can look back and say, wow, God, you have been there through it all. I chose to be in that situation. I chose to stay. But you soon gave me a way out. And I was attentive to that way out. Because sometimes we don't want to get out. And God made that way. And he can do it for you. He can make that way out. But trust in someone that's going to help you. And don't lose hope. Hold on to your hope. God is going to make a way. God bless you.